You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Well, we're finally here. It's been six months, seven yep. months? Yep, I think so. We finally reached the end. It is such a bittersweet feeling because at one stage I'm glad that uh, we've finally seen a combination of what was definitely the two strongest teams of this competition. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm going to miss this um, ritual we had yeah. Monday <laughs> evenings to sit down and watch two brilliant teams yeah. make these fantastic educated guesses yeah. or, you know, recall knowledge. Yes, uh, us and I'm sure plenty of other people that watch the show as well. Whatever will we do without time on Monday evening? And I don't know. It's going to be weird to fill that void until at least um, August, I think, is when the new season starts. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's other things to watch on telly. Yeah, I'm not so sure. <laughs> the state of um, uh, common TV these days. Good Lord. <laughs> anyway, enough of me um, putting down the hard work of uh, thousands of people working on television. BBC Two. Yes. Hello and welcome to the final episode of this season. But yes. a few specials that we might record over the course of the break. Yeah, and just to say, this has been an incredible season. Um, as usual, we have seen some truly impressive individuals. Indeed. With such a, an impressive breadth of knowledge and deductive reasoning abilities. And it's always, I think that is really the the heart of this show. Why so many people enjoy this show. Why we decided to do a podcast. It's really um, all about the players and I'm happy to say that we've had some really excellent players so shout out to all of them exactly I mean we're not going to call individual names because I think that honestly everyone who's really put their hat in this time round has done an amazing job yeah. even teams that maybe got knocked out in the first or second round they really kind of made an impact on us yeah absolutely I mean who could forget the dab that we saw in the first round <laughs> oh yeah that guy or um, McMenamin's power pose <laughs> on the St. Andrews oh, team oh yes absolutely and some truly inspired fashion choices um, oh absolutely thinking of Malcolm mm. Pullinger yeah yeah, just I think in general the Emmanuel College really brought the looks this time yeah, round. Yeah, and that one time uh, Paxman uh, wore a very interesting tie. Yes, he was starting to splash out a little bit. Although <laughs> with this stage of recording, it seems to have been no longer wearing ties. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he just wants a change of uh, style. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So anyway, enough uh, navel gazing. Let's start talking about this match. Yeah. So imperial. <laughs> imperial. So yes, imperial versus Reading. Indeed, uh, Imperial, not Imperial, or what, you know, whatever that word might be. So it was Imperial versus Reading, the two teams which I think everyone kind of assumed was going to be uh, the ones. Of course, there were other teams that also looked dangerous. Trinity College were looking fierce for a while. St. John's, Cambridge. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, Edinburgh, for example, oh, also yeah. were a very tough team mm. uh, to crack. Mm -hmm. So it really is... Um, we have so many strong teams, but I think that when you look at their track record, at their, just the sheer ability often to snatch uh, victory from the jaws of defeat, in the case of Reading, also sometimes Imperial. Yeah, we've seen the best of the best. Yeah, because it's all well and good to look back and say, oh, Imperial had an undefeated run, amazing score of a thousand points accumulated before even the final. Yeah. But there were some moments where you thought, oh, I don't know, when they were trailing for a while after a couple of teams, mm. but they were able to bring it back and... Um, and now they've won. Yeah, so five out of five wins for Imperial with an impressive 1,045 points. And uh, for Reading as well, um, unbroken 
winning track record except against uh, the match against Imperial with a total accumulated points of 1,000. Not bad, eh? So it's important to note, as Paxman said, that uh, we have had champions who were defeated in the quarterfinals go on to win against yeah. the people that knocked them out. Mm-hmm. There is a precedent for that. So it was very much not a case of, oh, this is not even worth repeating because, you know, um, Hutchinson said on uh, Twitter that he knew what he had to work on and they were focusing on improving that buzzer strategy especially. And I think that definitely came to show here because he was really, really looking dangerous, Absolutely. especially in the second half. But yeah. also, Ounsley was coming in uh, with that you know, second half of that dynamic duo. Yeah. And obviously, we've focused a lot of effort on these two. But I think that we've really understated how much impact sometimes Jesudos and uh, Bishop have been bringing yeah. to the team. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, often, you know, the ones where Hutchinson is desperately you know, scrambling yeah. for his memory. And then, you know, the little bit of uh, information from his left and right is what helps him they get do to the help. answer. They do help. That's what I've noticed as well. And for Bishop as well, to come in as a reserve midway through, I, I can't imagine the pressure that must be. Um, so really, really props to her also for, for kind of carrying it through to the final. You know, considering that she came in, the her first ever match was against Imperial. Yeah, and then, I know. You know, the next few games were also against super tough teams. Yeah. You know, it's amazing that she was able to, you know, take part in the, in yeah, the conferring Yeah, and that's at all. an interesting thing about reserves, right? They normally come in midway through. Mm. So already when these teams have qualified to the, the second rounds, to the quarterfinals, to the semis, so they have not... first. Firstly, they don't have the experience that the rest of the team has had, but they also come in at a much harder stage of the competition. Absolutely. So the reserves are really, really critical. Yeah, I mean, thinking back to last season when uh, Sean Webb suddenly became team captain after... Yeah. The captain had to vacate and put on the reserve, and yeah. that completely threw off the dynamic of the I team. I know, yeah, that completely changes things. And I just wanted to uh, give a special shout out to Hutchinson as a captain as Absolutely. well. I mean, obviously he's an excellent player in his own right, but I also think as a captain, he he nominates, he is patient with the rest of the team as well. Um, I think he he delegates. He's he just he, I think just an excellent captain all around. He leads by example. He's yeah. encouraging. Yeah, he helps push people. And honestly, I think he's gonna be an amazing teacher. Yeah, I think I was gonna say as well. He gives very good teacher vibes. If he's mm-hmm. if he's the same as he is as a teacher, um, I'm sure he will have a very very positive impact on all of his students who are very lucky to have him as a teacher. To yeah, be honest, it's truly great that we're getting such smart, dedicated yeah. people to become the next uh, generation of teachers I in know, the UK. Yeah, exactly. Because I had plenty of good teachers. I also had some teachers who, you know, were maybe a bit long in the tooth and definitely didn't bring the same kind of spark that these teachers can bring. And as you say, a good teacher can make all the difference, right? You, You love or hate a subject uh, that goes on to dictate so much of your life, your career, and all that can 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 really be be influenced by the kind of teacher you have. It's definitely true for me. It's true for me. I had no interest in English language or English literature at all yeah. until I was fifteen, and I got my teacher for GCSEs, mm-hmm. and she made me want to write, yeah. and I was able to actually understand analysis of literature in a way that makes sense to me for the first time. Yeah, I also had a really good geography teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would have expected to be interested in something like that. But even now, 15, 20 years after that, I, I can still remember so much of what I learned in geography. I, I find myself reading information about all these things. And yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this was a really tight four match. It could have gone either way. And I honestly have no notes about the... Uh, 
the Reading team. They did a fantastic job and were really fighting it out till the very, very end. Yeah. And, you know, they were making Imperial sweat. Absolutely. I know, right? So it was very, very close with just a five point difference. Well, until the very end. Unless, and until the drop points. But I think if not for that, it would have been a five to ten point difference only. Which yeah. for a final, I think it is incredible. It really goes to show how equally matched both of these teams were. But I think really what gave Imperial the edge was that um, each and every single one of them brings something very powerful to the team. So all of them um, have buzzed in. Um, they all have a specialization and I think they also gel very well together as a team. So when you have all that going on, it's very, very hard to beat. Yes, I have to say, this Imperial team have been impressive from the word go. Yeah. And just consistently been so, such a well-rounded team that just, you know, the chemistry is unlike many other teams we've seen. Yeah, you know, I absolutely. think the only team that comes close is the Enderborough team mm -hmm. in terms of just how they seem to be able to gel together. And it's very clear that they get on so well outside of this. Yeah, and the kind of um, how every one of them implicitly knows who is going to be able to answer a question. So they kind of look to each other and that kind of unspoken kind of rapport. I think that's um, that's really enjoyable to watch and I think that also really helps uh, with teams. Yeah, for sure. And of course, you know, there's a little bit of national pride for you as well, because yeah. I think this is the first Singaporean who's so. won a final. I mean, at least, well, for sure, who's won. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many Singaporeans have actually been on University Challenge in the last 50 or so series. I'm sure there's been a couple, but um, I definitely can't remember. Yeah, I know. This is really incredible. There's been a lot of news um, about it. <laughs> so, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to get any kind of recognition from the government. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, well, maybe not. But uh, I think recognition on, on other platforms that count. Yeah, I mean, considering uh, Singapore didn't even recognize their badminton uh, world champion. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about this team. Just able cap captaincy, amazing conferring, mm. very clear, you know, working together when needed to, but mm. then also salivating off when it's very clear that one person might have a better understanding. Yeah, and also having fun with it. There were Absolutely. so many moments throughout this game that they were just kind of laughing at things, they were making jibes, and, and, and that also really goes to the, the heart of this whole thing. Yeah, I always enjoy teams where it's very clear that they have little in-jokes going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, they're sort of laughing at a certain question because maybe it's something they've been working on this entire time yes, or something. Exactly. It's Especially when it's jokes about, you know, obscure obscure poets. And exactly. Writers. This is the kind of nerds that I love and need to be protected at all costs. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all well and good to have an encyclopedic knowledge about, you know, the various Marvel universes and characters or mm -hmm. the various runs in DC. But to be able to have inside jokes about the flag of Amsterdam <laughs> is something else. I know, it's great. It's very pure. Yes. So speaking of that, let's start talking about some questions. Yes. Um, because this is the final, they were truly incredible. Yes. I mean, there was a funny question on drag, which, you know, I think if you've seen at least two episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race, you'd be able to get all of them. So a bit of an outlier there, but... I mean, that was quite... <laughs> it did stump the Imperial team. Yeah, they were, you know, a complete goose egg on that uh, bonus <laughs> round. But in fairness, I guess that spoke to me on a spiritual level because I have also been able to miss... The entirety of RuPaul's Drag Race. Somehow, yeah. Well, I think it's because um, it didn't initially appeal to me. And then the more people spoke about it, the more I thought, okay, I see what the appeal is, but it really is not aimed at someone like me. Yeah. 
I, I think the main thing is I don't like cattiness. Mm-hmm. It's very, yeah, it, 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 in a way it reproduces a lot of harmful tropes about women. But anyway. Yes, but that's a whole other conversation. Maybe we should have a RuPaul's uh, podcast where you try and convince well, me to like it. I, there's too many of those already, so. Okay, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that was a fun round. But I also really liked, you know, the more traditional university challenge questions, like the one about the Kingdom of Prussia. Yeah. Namely, where cities that were part of the Kingdom of Prussia are nowadays. Mm-hmm. First answer being uh, Kaliningrad in Russia. Yeah. Because if you look at maps of Europe, there's this tiny little uh, Russian exclave mm-hmm. uh, to the north of Poland and uh, between the Baltic states. Yeah. And that used to be, actually, that's where Prussia, Prussia is. Mm-hmm. What we think of now as Prussia was originally Brandenburg, which mm-hmm. is its own thing. Yes. And it became Brandenburg, Prussia once they kind of inherited that land and then yeah. became Prussia, just a kingdom, I think, in the 16th, 17th century. Yeah, I, I just correctly. remember there being so many vestiges of Prussia all over Germany. Yeah. And even here in Switzerland, yeah. Neuchatel was originally uh, Neuenberg. Yeah. Which I think some people misheard as Nuremberg, which uh, got people a bit was confused. Was infamous for some other reasons, yeah. Yeah, well, also the different. Nuren is something else. Mm. Neuen is Newcastle. Ah, Neuchatel. Nice. Which is why I was able to uh, get that one. Um, I also like the question on operas, on politicians. Ah, yes, the music round. Mm, I have to really, say, really fascinating. It was, but I think it's absolutely wild that there was an opera about Nixon's visit to China. I know, and about Kissinger as well. I mean, we need to talk a lot more about Kissinger, namely just how he is pure hellspawn in many ways. Also, someone wrote a, a beautiful opera about him somehow. Well, an aria Incredible, about him. Incredible, yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't hear the word specifically, but I hope it wasn't uh, praising because, ooh. I suppose all these things are just part of diplomacy. Yeah, I yeah. guess, I guess. That was uh, really interesting. That was fun, but also like the one about Islamic scholars and the Canterbury Tales. Oh, yeah. So it goes to show that, you know, even back in you know the Elden days, we were so <laughs> inexorably linked with the Muslim world, specifically yeah. in terms of scholarship and knowledge. Yeah. You know, for example, how cameras work is based on work by a, a Muslim... Uh, man who were able to, able to work out how lenses work in a way to refract light. Exactly. So many, so much of that carries uh, to this day. Precisely. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see that even back during the 13th century or yeah, 12th century. It was being acknowledged. Uh, yeah, or at least it was being about... referenced. And, you know, the Canterbury Tales are not exactly, you know, high literature, much, despite what nerds would like to tell you. It is literally just, you know, a <laughs> bunch of fart uh, gags. <laughs> Gossip rags, no? <laughs> No, it's literally kidding. fart rags. Yeah. There's a big joke about a guy farting through a window. Oh, right, I see. Yeah, it, it's not highbrow in any stretch <laughs> of, the, of the word. But also there was a nice one about planetary exploration. Oh, because yeah. that's giving me strong Mass Effect vibes. Mm, for me, it was giving me Outer Worlds vibes, but you know, same. Well, you know, same, same thing, different uh, game producer. Different universe. Yeah, but... Yes, this whole concept of, you know, exploration and kind of pushing the edges of what we know about a universe yeah. is something that, you know, appeals to many people but you know to me as well just this idea of really knowing what's out there yeah and you know cool stuff like we're gonna send a helicopter to titan mm. which is just you know <laughs> just a sentence by description, you never thought you'd say just by description alone is a magnificent sentence to have absolutely so hopefully that uh comes to fruition are there any other questions uh no that's it should we go into some stats sorry i just want to mention one more thing sure specifically the second picture round yeah because what I like about UFC Challenge yeah, is that, that was cool. it exposes me to artists that I would never really yeah. know about because I'm not that plugged into the art world. 
And I have to say, I really want to know more about uh, Shonen Bari's work. Mm -hmm. Because the way he takes other uh, artists' works and kind of interprets it in his own lens, it's really amazing. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah, even, you know, his mention of David was truly amazing. Just brilliant photography. Yeah. So I just think it's great. And I should shout out to the question setters for expanding my cultural horizons. Yeah, that's sure. uh, that's always something that I enjoy, how the questions are framed and how they introduce us to so many different concepts. So. Indeed. Mm-hmm. But enough about the questions. Now we need to get some stats, uh, courtesy, as always, of UC Stats, who have truly been doing incredible work for yeah. so many years now. And they've made our lives a lot easier. But it's just, even if we weren't doing this podcast, I would love to just troll through it because it's just amazing work being done by this. Yeah, so if you haven't already, have a look at UC Stats on Twitter. They do phenomenal work. Yeah, give them a follow. And if there's a way to support them, I'd thoroughly recommend it. Yeah. So very, very fascinating final scores. Both Imperial and Reading got equally the same number of correct answers. 18 a piece 18 out of 32 for imperial 18 out of 33 for reading that goes to show how close this uh, was that is incredible yeah in terms of starter questions exactly the same seven questions a piece um, except imperial got 11 starters and reading got 12 mm. and then when it comes to bonus questions exactly the same again 11 bonus questions right um, 11 out of 21 for imperial and 11 out of 21 also for reading Wow. Yeah, somehow, yeah. So really the difference was the two times uh, running dropped points. Yeah, I think that was. Um, So exactly as you see here, two incorrect interruptions from Reading that that lost them a total of 10 points. Which I think if not for that, they would have have won, right? Yeah. Mm. Especially if they were able to get the bonuses that Elmsley uh, lost out to, maybe. Yeah, but there there you go. I mean, you know, would have, should have. Um, that's how these things go, but just to show you how closely fought this was. And how well matched these two teams were. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it's not like some seasons where we've had no question that one team was dominant. Yeah. For example, exactly. even last year, you know, Warwick was such an unstoppable train that there was no team that stood a chance. I know, right? Or the year before, you know, Brandon, uh, mm. the Brandon Imperial team were truly a juggernaut as well. Truly, truly. But it's always more fun when we have such a close fought match where. It swings one way, then swings the other. It really is a standard. Yeah, so obviously, you know, congratulations to Imperial. But I think for for what Reading managed to achieve, this is this is truly phenomenal. They should be extremely proud of themselves um, for putting up such a strong fight against the best team, the winning team of this series. Yeah. So I have to say, Maxen, Fatima Sharif, Michael Mays, Gilbert Jackson, uh, Sylvian Jesudos. Margaret Ounsley, Michael Hutchinson, Kira Bishop. There you go. Oh, my goodness. All eight of you deserve, you know, free drinks for the next year or so, uh, <laughs> wherever you go. Forever. Yeah. Whatever uh, beverage you may decide. I know, I know. Um, but, you know, I also want to say that the most correct sort of questions went to Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, five out of nine. Followed by Zheng um, with three out of three. Mays, um, Sheriff and Jackson with about one or two questions. And then also Ounsley with two. So really, a lot of the starter questions did come from Hutchinson and Ounsley. Yeah. So considering that the two of them were buzzing in on starters and to have gotten as many as the, the Imperial team combined, um, that's also something worth noting. It is truly incredible. And imagine if there was someone else on the Reading team that prepared the same way Hutchinson did. Mm. Because... 
Hunt, uh, Michael did uh, post online. Yeah, on Twitter. His um, his process for learning general knowledge yeah. and just his approach to how it helped him become uh, you know the team captain for the University Challenge team. And whilst he says it is approachable and easy, it's still a lot of work. And yeah, so I think a lot of dedication. Yeah, and you really need to kind of stick to it and you know make it a habit forming, which is actually easier than some people think. You just need to force yourself to do it for at least 18 days, then you naturally start doing it. Mm. Whole other thing. But yeah, it's just truly incredible. And I'm so glad that he was rewarded for it until the very end. Yeah, I think so too. So once again, well done. And uh, you could tell that both teams were truly in awe when Andre Game came to the stage oh, to yeah. present the final trophy. Yeah. And, and he, he had, is a fascinating man. And he's done so much incredible work in science. Co- correct. And um, he, what he said about the teams was very nice as well. Mm. That even he gives his hat off to people who just have that much information in their heads um, that they can pull out at any moment. So again, incredible. And he also said that when he was younger, he could do the same thing. Just rattle <laughs> off these amazing answers top of his head. I know. Now it takes him, you know, minutes or even hours to come up <laughs> with the answer. I know. Which I feel that a little bit as well. <laughs> But so. I think now we need to talk about the most important and the last time we'll be doing this, or maybe, uh, the best dressed <laughs> of uh, this uh, last uh, match. Mm-hmm. And so, well, we did a poll, on as always, and I think that I am in agreement with um, with I the poll answer. I'm also in agreement with the poll answer because, yeah, uh, our options were first of all, uh, our options were uh, Fatima, Michael. Michael, the other Michael. Michael Mays, Michael Hutchinson. Hutchinson and Margaret Ounsley. Okay. And with 53% of the vote, um, Sharif won. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I have to agree. Mm. Because that sparkly uh, top was just amazing. Sparkly black top paired with a nice kind of pistachio green hijab. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Yes, I have to say... You know, I think what really has helped her throughout this season is just the wonderful array of hijabs she's chosen yeah. whenever she came on TV. <laughs> it truly is, it's amazing, you know, just an extra piece of accessory you can use. Yeah, it's but my fantastic. eyes were definitely drawn to that sparkle. Yeah. Very worthy of a final. For sure. And of course, I will have to give a special uh, mention to uh, Hutchinson because mm-hmm. amazing t-shirt, yeah. um, only accentuated by the fact that he was wearing, you know, shorts with yeah, these. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, Alpha was, energy. He was looking summery as all get out. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, of course, I think that people really did bring their A game when it came to getting dressed. Um, a little bit disappointed that uh, <laughs> Max chose to wear a t-shirt in the final. Oh, well. You know, I have to say, you know, May's wearing a uh, blazer was you yeah, know, a that nice was little very choice. Nice, very distinguished. I, I like that too. Yeah, and I have to say, Gilbert's always looked distinguished. Yeah. You know, with his amazing facial hair yeah. and brilliant jumpers, he <laughs> just—he looks the part of an academic. I know. Truly remarkable. Yeah. So that was great. Yes. So once again, thank you very much to everyone who uh, listened, but not just all of you. I have to say thank you to all the teams who took part. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. But then also, I think we should thank, you know, the various other people online that have, you know, helped us in some way. You know, you see stats, stats, of yeah. course. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Fantasy University Challenge. Oh, yeah. Because that is so much fun to take part mm-hmm. in. And I know it's a lot of work to meet these calculations. So mm-hmm. fantastically well done. And even though we never do very well in it because <laughs> we can't predict anything. Yeah. Um, it's always a great deal of fun. And I hope that this continues uh, for the single future. Thank you uh, for the UNC Challenge Klaxon. 
that is always a lot of fun to take yeah, part in. Andy, even though, yeah. yeah, Andy is remarkable. Unfortunate that you were not able to continue uh, your podcast uh, this season. Hopefully, you do get a chance to continue next season. Yeah. And thank you, of course, to the BBC for continuing to produce this amazing TV show. The question setters. The, all of the question setters. my brains every Monday evening. Yeah, you know, they have done a brilliant job. And I, honestly, I think they're at their best. Yeah. I feel like they are much more engaging than they have been in the past. I think so. I really find these questions very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of them questioning long-held assumptions we've had about world history and knowledge. So that's great. Yes. Thank you, of course, to all the producers, all the camera people that help make it work, the editors who are able to streamline it down, even if sometimes it makes it look like the captains are doing all the work. Yeah, and we don't know if this might be Paxman's last uh, university challenge. It seems like it's it could be one-off. So let's see. Yeah, it's definitely in the later stages. Uh, but thank you very much for being an amazing host this entire yeah, time. Yeah. Even at your brusquest, you've been a joy to watch. <laughs> and I hope that uh, you are keeping well and that you're able to, you know, retire graciously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, if you still want to drop us a message, we are going to be around all summer. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter, as I got that one. You can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. I know a lot of the teams now are free from your non-disclosure agreements. So if you want to share anything about what your strategy was, what your experience was like, um, please hit us up. Absolutely. And if you are you know, willing to pop on the podcast with us, we would love to have you. Yeah, Absolutely. a special guest episode. Yeah. Um, little bit of uh, kind of um, broadcast notes. We will be taking an extended break. Uh, we will probably do a couple of episodes in the interim just to kind of have some things because there's some things we wanted to talk about and maybe expand upon. But we'll resume usual programming when uh, season 52 starts. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait for that. Indeed. But until then, it is for the last time for now. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.